until the springs break. Roll another one, cause I'm winning. In my photo, looking real photogenic. Gentlemen attire and threads that won't expire. I'm in the class of my own, my teacher got At the very least, get start pumping like positivity and growth into their mindset. Um, just like I've, I've done with other podcasts, right? That's what, that's how I use them. Um, I so I guess, go ahead. The, the, I would say the interesting thing for me is whilst I'm not your target audience, your target audience are the people I want to communicate with because I want to hire them. I want to give them an opportunity. So it's a, it's a really good opportunity for both of us to get that message out to them in a clever way. That says, yeah. This is, you know, you, you don't have to go and, you know, follow Russell Brunson or you don't have to go and listen to Gary V because you actually some of you need to get a job and, and get someone to help you mentor you and coach you through through work not just you trying to work out your bedroom and make you know make ends meet and I, I, the amount of people that I've taken on who've been you know really really good learners and readers but they don't want to do the work and it's you know it's it's so vitally important now that people especially now they think about what they want to do with their time anyway we're gonna we're gonna take good stuff away from the podcast so let's uh i'll let you carry on cool 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 i will check myself out of it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i think the i think we'll go into mentorship a little bit too because i think that um that's something super important that young people can uh take it or, or need to take advantage of they if they want to achieve certain things um so for everyone listening what was that million percent if there's such a oh yeah (laughs) cool um everyone i'm talking to simon leslie uh i first came across him when he when he was on um bradley's podcast and um i was listening to him talk on on the topics they were talking about about sales and i think you touched on some mentorship things there too and i thought that um, the energy that you brought there and, and the expertise in business and all things in general uh, with your wisdom would be really, really powerful for the people, the young people who listen to this. Because um, the majority of people that listen to this podcast are around the age of 20. Um, and so the, the piece about mentorship, especially, I think that's the most important thing, not just the sales. Um, but yeah, I, w- I want you to take the floor for a couple minutes and just talk about like who, who you are and I guess what led you into the no F and sales book. And then also, uh, the, uh, it's called Inc. What, what is the company? It's called Inc. Inc, Right. Um, and then how that, how, how, yeah, there you go. Um, and, uh, how you got into Inc as a CEO and founder, um, and kind of just what you do. Listen, first of all, thank you for letting me come and talk and share my, my little bit of wisdom. It's a really sure. interesting time. I've got lots of time on my hands now and I'm doing a lot of, having a lot of conversations with a lot of people. Um, I'll give you a quick elevator pitch on who I am so people don't switch off and think, oh, he's a boring old man. Um, I, I started a business 26 years ago uh, before you were born and it was for, with one airline, with one route, flying London, to Beirut. So that's hardly the most dynamic of businesses. Uh, Beirut had just come through a civil war and it was a pretty much a, a disaster zone. So in order to start a business in that marketplace, you needed to have some grit and some determination. Yeah. Roll forward to today. Um, we work with the biggest airlines in the world from American right to Singapore, all the way through Europe. Uh, and, we, and we run a travel media business and also we have a TV network in the States called Reach TV, where we produce our own programming, our own shows. Um, it's available at the airports, 90 airports now across the, across the country. And, and I think what, why I really wanted to come on here and chat to you, Nick, was because I employ a lot of 20-year-olds. I mm-hmm. take a lot of people straight out of school. I take a lot of people. I, in, even in the book, there's a chapter that's called you can't win anything with kids. Uh, I'm, I'm from London, as you can probably gather. And, uh, <laughs> one, one of the commentators said, about, said that to Sir Alex Ferguson, who was the manager of Manchester United, who okay. the, 
the greatest football team in the world. She said, you can't win anything with kids. And that kid's team went on to win every trophy possible. So I really am a believer that you can win things with kids. I think you can take people who are raw and talented, not sure what they want to do with their life, and yep. really help them, coach them, mentor them, and bring them into the workplace. You know, nobody should, should at that age be trying to start their own business or run their own business. It's so hard to succeed, and so few succeed. What you need is a little bit of commercial experience. You need to understand what, what it's like to run a business for a start, and find somebody who's going who's gonna to guide you, coach you, mentor you, who's going to give you the support, the training that you'll need to make you stronger and better at whatever it is, whatever it is you decide to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and so I guess how, how did, what caused you to want to start Inc as a company? Like what was the impulse that you had? You know, I'd, I'd had about four failed businesses before then. And uh, I didn't really want to work for anybody. Any, any after, after my first, I think second or third job, I said, right, I want to work for myself. I want to be my own boss. I think if I'd done that without that first commercial experience, I would have failed even more times. So I started because I didn't want to work for anybody else. I wanted to make money. That was my motivation to start with. And I would tell you now, and I'll tell all your listeners, money is the wrong motivation. Right. If money is the motivation to do anything, you're going to fail. You might make some money short term. You might have some, you might make a lot of money, but you'll, you won't understand how to use it. You won't understand how to invest it. You won't know, understand how to spend it. And before you know it, it will be gone. Why do you think be gone. so many of these pro footballers and boxers go bankrupt? Because they, they, they suddenly have all this money and they don't have the, the wherewithal to manage it. So it's really yep. important that you, know, you get proper training on, on every, every part of you know, your, your commercial life. And that, that starts with your first job. The friends you'll make at your first job <coughs> will be friends for life. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, so at, at this company, I saw that you do some advertising and, and stuff like that. What is the, what's like the main thing that you do for these airlines? Um, and like in the, with the grand scheme of things, like what is the, what is the one thing that you guys focus on? Today we don't do very much for them to be fair, because they're all grounded and they're all, they're all struggling. Right, right, right. As, as every business is on the planet. But what we do for them on a normal day is we, produce their magazines so if you've flown american or you've flown united you would have you would have you would have seen something that we've produced either united hemispheres gotcha. or america, right? uh, and, or you got on amtrak and you've seen the national because that's another thing we produce uh we do a lot of video for them showing you know inspiring people to go to new destinations and then we we have partnerships where we bring companies into the airline so we'll we'll negotiate deals with coke with pepsi with Jack Daniels to make sure that they're served on board or they're, you know, they do some partnerships with the airlines. So we, we, we look at every point of the passenger journey. So when they're at home, we might advertise on the website or the check-in email or the boarding right. pass right the way through to the plane where we give them a magazine and at the airport where we entertain them while they're having an overpriced glass of wine. God. <laughs> so, so kind of like a, a marketing middleman for, for, for airlines, I guess, maybe, maybe you could say. For the whole travel business, yeah. The whole travel okay, business. Okay, cool. Airlines anymore. It was once upon Good. a time, but today we're working with lots of different travel brands. Okay. And, and it's, a, it's, you know, when, when, when markets are normal, it's a really exciting place to be because we travel a lot. We do the most amazing incentives. Um, I mean, if you just look at what we did last year, we sent people to every, every continent, we, we flew private jets, we, we went to the Super Bowl, we went to all, all the major sporting events. Um, and that's just for doing your job. So there's, there's also, it's a fantastic culture and a fantastic environment. People yeah. in, in the organization feel like we're a part of a big, a big family. That's awesome. I did see one of, like, I, think, I think it was a post of yours or something I saw of yours on social media or one of your pages um of like the group of people that you have working for you and um everyone seemed like so like uh like just like they were having fun um and like you said like a family it looked like it, it was a bunch of people that known each other for like 80 years um what would you i guess 
because it's it, culture is is important not only in business but like it to enjoy life in general i think in every aspect of life whether it's on a sports team or um in a club in, in college or anything like that what would you say is the biggest thing on how to create that company culture and like retain it i guess i would say i mean it's probably the hardest thing to build because you know right. you've got to you've got to keep it going even though people don't might not want it <laughs> you know people people you can do all you can do nice things for somebody but you say the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person and all of a sudden that whole culture gets gets broken or you don't fulfill yeah. your promises or you know you say you're going to do something and you're inconsistent with your with your message mm. i think what we've done what we've done and we've worked at it and it's taken us 10 15 years to get it to where it is today where yeah you know every single office despite the fact they're working from home are all in incredibly high spirits they're 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 still really engaged. They, they can't make any money, but they're still passionate about what we're doing. And we're keeping them engaged. And I can talk about that a little bit as well. Um, yeah. What, what do we do? We just make sure that we understand what, why people are at work, why they come to work. And we really focus on you know, making sure they understand that why. You know, we're, we're all pulling in the, in the same direction. We want to be the place where people are inspired by travel. That's that's you know that's our mission. We are travel media, and we want to get people working together. Now that means that sometimes we do marathons together. Sometimes we do tough mudders together. Sometimes we go and do charity work together. We work in the soup kitchens. We do lots of stuff together where we are supporting each other and 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 growing our cause, um, and 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 people feel it and understand it. And you know the thing that makes us successful is we really look after our clients we look at our clients and we say well how can we how can we enhance their experience of dealing with us and then mm. if you're all if you're all pulling in the same direction the boat goes faster yeah yeah for sure it seems it seems like it seems like a common theme with good culture is just like even if if we, if we dumb it down like even just the simple um simple aspect of being like friends with each other instead of just like coworkers, you know what I'm saying? Cause that, that takes it outside of like, takes it outside of the office or the company, whatever it is. And like everything you just said, sounds like you're all like best friends almost. Would you say? Some days, some days they hate me. Um, right. <laughs> we're, we're, we're frenemies. <laughs> now I mean, right. the, the, the important thing is they know that my, um, my underlying cause is to make them better right. and sometimes I do it with stick and sometimes i do it with carrot and i i really do want them to improve beyond what they think they're capable of because that right you know, uh, yeah you don't, you don't know at your age what you're capable of becoming and who you're capable of you might have an idea in your head but you might yeah. be able to do a lot more than that and that's why you know i'm i'm always pushing people to to, to find that superpower in themselves to find that you know, what superhero are you going to be? Who are you going to be? Who are you going to inspire? Who, you know, what sort of legacy are you going to leave in 25, 35, 100 years' time, whatever it is? I want people to talk about McMullen and say, do you know what? He, he was great. He really helped hundreds of people. And you don't even know the people listening to this today. Yeah. You are helping and you don't even know them. You don't even know their names. And that's what's so powerful about social media. That's what's so powerful right. about about anything that we do where we don't know the people that we're talking to, but yet we're still giving them great messages. Yeah. There's, there's people that have reached out to me that I haven't talked to in years who have, who I, I'm even surprised that they're listening to the podcast and they've been like, they've been like, yeah, by the way, like I've been listening to every single one. Um, it's like the, the seemingly um, least engaged people that I would, that would, that I would think weren't listening at all, listening to every, every single podcast. And so that puts a good feeling in, in, in into me and, and keeps me doing this because that's that's cool to hear, you know, especially when people are getting value from other people who might be, I don't know how, how far away, like thousands of miles away. And we're just Zooming right now and recording it. So um, that's super, super cool. You talked briefly about... Let me just tell you a little secret. About yeah, that. for sure. I, you know, I was, I was doing so much, making so much noise for a long time thinking, no one's even listening. <laughs> You know, why am I doing this? Why am I bothering? And then all of a sudden, it's like a moment where people go, I've been really watching what you're doing. 
and you know it's really good what you're doing and, yeah and people people that you've got no idea who they are suddenly will reach out to you and go i just want to tell you something what you're doing is in, is is an inspiration for for kids your age and i think it's so powerful and i don't you know i would say to you and to anybody listening don't give up on your dreams don't give up on on things because you know the biggest downer on on people when they're starting out is their friends and their family they yep. will hold you back much more than anybody else more than yourself right because they go you know what well, you know i'd like to see you a bit more i don't see you as much you don't come out for a beer as much you're working too hard or you know why are you doing that your company's ripping you off or your company's telling you this or your company's taking advantage of you i've lost more people because dad said you know you could do better you know unfortunately mum and dad don't know mum and dad are not experts they're great mum and dads but they're not great at giving you the um the advice that you need to be the best version of you because they're not you you know you are you and you you yeah. can, can have the worst or the best parents and they both can hinder you mm -hmm. yeah i've experienced this in both scenarios where it's just like and there's there's countless numbers numbers of people that or excuse me there's countless people who are talking about this subject but i feel like it's super important to just reiterate because um the the people who are around you and have been around you for uh your whole life i guess or the majority of your life they they feel subconsciously threatened by changes that you're making um and things that are starting to occur in your life that are kind of creating a difference in their world i guess because you're a part of their world. Um, and like, if you can still love them from afar, I think, and, or, or with, with boundaries, that's super important because if you have, I guess if, if you, if, if I have 10 people in my close circle and they mean something important to me because I love them and et cetera, et cetera. And they think that what I'm doing is maybe not the best for me. That that's going to be a huge disconnect. That's going to, cause me to be like, well, I can't be doing this because it's destroying everyone's reality. You know what I'm saying? And that's something really hard to go through, especially when, for young people, I think, you know? Not just young people, anybody at any age. I mean, I see it. I see yeah. people who've been doing their job for a long time. You know, don't, you've got to know when to give up and when to not give up. And you've just got to make sure that, you know, what you're doing and you're doing the why you're doing it, if you're doing it for the right reasons, You've got the right intentions and and don't worry about what advice anybody else is giving you your advice is the only advice you should listen to right now and if someone says to you you know Nick, you're capable of doing this this and this you might be but you might be capable of doing a hell of a lot more and that and that's the thing you know you're, you're the judge of what you're capable of and whatever you think you're capable of you know push yourself a little bit harder there's yeah. always a lot more in the tank one of the statistics i put in the book is this came from the navy seals that no matter how exhausted you are, you're only at 60% capacity. You've still yep. got 40% more. You know? And, and that, that's, that's so, so powerful because every time you start to feel tired, that's, that comes into your head. You go, right, now there's still plenty more in the tank. And you can go on another level or two. So keep that, keep that in your mind. Just, just know how much your body is capable of how powerful language is to you, how important words are. Because language, yep. Right, right now, your experience and your ability to say what you want to say is only, it's only based on an education system, which I still don't believe looked after you well enough. And then I, a, I agree. a short period of having great conversations. And, and the more of these conversations you have, the better you'll come. You'll learn, yep. you'll learn basically from people who've, who've, who've got, who've gone through a lot of the crap that you want to do. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that like when, cause you talked about, you need to know when to, when to stop and when to keep going. What would you say is the indicator that you're, that you need to stop what you're currently doing or move to do something else or whether you should keep going or not, I guess. Cause that's a hard distinction. I always say, listen to your body. If your body, body is, if, you, if you're really, if you're getting too many headaches, you can't get out of bed in the morning. Your body's telling you, you need a little bit of a refresh, a reset. 
know, this is this is a really interesting time and not great if you're young and you suddenly want to get into business and you know all the businesses have furloughed all their staff. But you know, I want all of the people listening to think about not in in a year's or two years time looking back and going, I really wasted that time. I watched so many Netflix box sets. It was great. It was amazing. I saw them all in the first three weeks, and then I did this, this, and this, and and then I did this. And they didn't do anything to improve their credit, didn't learn a language, didn't learn some skills. You know, every single Ivy League university, there's 400 free courses, free courses that people can take now with an Ivy League university that they can do. Really? With. Yes. I didn't know this. Okay. Okay, cool. I mean, it's incredible. 415 courses, free, not a penny. You have to pay a penny. Just because of the, the current time or is that an uh, ongoing thing? I don't, I don't know if it's, uh, it's definitely available now. I don't know if it was available right. before and just didn't know about it, but you know, <laughs> people are making all these courses available. And I, yeah. Personally, I'm, you know, I'm having Spanish lessons, Spanish lessons every morning because I think, you know, I've been saying I want to do it for a long time. And again, I don't want to look back on this time and say, you know what? I didn't take advantage of that time. So many yeah. people could get so many great qualifications, especially if they decide they want to go in sales or they would decide they want to go in marketing. You know, if you say, look, I've, I've done marketing courses from Yale, Harvard, you know, Princeton. Wow. At least people know that you spent that time during this, during this slowdown doing the right things. Um, yeah. the, other, the other thing is, you know, I always say to people, there's, there's, three, there's three things you've got to look for in, in whatever idea it is you want to do. Is it good for the world? Does the world need it? Mm-hmm. Will someone pay you to do it? And do you love it with every ounce of your being? Because if you can answer yes to those three things, then you, that is a business. <laughs> if, yeah. if, if one of them is not, then it's not a business. And, you know, are you prepared to work and not see your friends and not talk to anyone for a month after month after month? Are you prepared to go with no money for a year? That, those are the questions you're going to ask. You know, a mm. lot of kids are raising money. Oh, I've raised money. I'm so successful. That doesn't mean you're successful. It just means you raise money. Yeah, you yeah anyone, anyone can raise money. I mean, now it's very easy to get money. <laughs> but, but, but it's, you know, it's, raising the money is not, is not the issue. The issue is, you know, are you employing people? Are you creating wealth? And are you helping people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess during a time like this when, I don't even know what the numbers are. Like there's a ton of people that are going unemployed and... I think the general feeling right now is obviously uncertainty, but I think a lot of people's um, their strings are being pulled and they feel, and they feel like this internal battle. I think everyone to some extent is experiencing that. What would you say to, I guess, anyone who, who is experiencing like fear and like anxiety internally right now and don't really know like, they don't know if they are going to be able to pull through this. There's, there's, a, there's a lovely um, saying right now, and, you know, fear, anxiety, stress, they're, they're all, um, they all switch off your, um, your creativity. Yeah. And, and yes, there's a lot of people dying, and, then, and we all know somebody who's dying. The amount of people dying each week is, is less than than it probably normally would be on a normal week. You know, people are still being born every single day. And it's a horrible, horrible disease that's taking, it's ending people's lives in unnecessarily um, nastily. People are not getting a chance to say goodbye to their parents and loved ones. But it's going to pass. And yeah. anybody, anybody who is out there now worrying and driving themselves potty with, with, you know, all the cares in the world, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make themselves sick and make themselves inactive and make themselves yeah. um, unable to do what they need to do. Whereas if they just switch off the news, because the news is just the negative narrative every single day is unrelenting, unrelenting. I mean, what? I literally could have rewritten the front page of CNN last night, which is something which is positive. There was there was twenty two headlines, all of which were negative, and I yeah. think that you know that's what people are, are reading and that's what people are believing. And 
you know, half of it is not true. You know, there's people surviving at 103. There's people, more people getting better than they're dying. So there's, there's, there is a constant barrage of negative um, and unhelpful commentary. And, and if I were you, I would just switch the news off. You know, you've had it for a couple of days. Now go and invest in you. Go and, go and do stuff that's going to make you happy. It's going to make you feel good about yourself. Because if you don't do that, you will waste this time. Because every day that you don't do something which is productive, you're wasting another day of the gift that we've been given to do nothing. Yeah, for sure. I like that a lot. I, it's interesting because you, you touched on the, the news thing and a lot of people, it seems like, are becoming more and more aware of the set narrative that the news is trying to portray and, and create in people's minds because I don't know if you agree fully with this or not, Simon, but I mean, if, you, if we think about it from a very um, basic level, like the news companies kind of profit somewhat off of fear and anxiety in people and people who watch it. Um, no, that's not, I don't disagree. That is a hundred percent fact. Yeah. What, what I would say is plan, don't panic. Right. Use this time to plan, plan not to panic. Yeah. And even if, even, even if it's just a perspective switch on maybe this is kind of like a reset for people, people who have been, um, you know, projecting our insecurities onto the world, um, just treating people in, in bad ways, uh, being petty, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people might be starting to see that, like, you know, things like being pissed off in traffic and stuff like that are no longer problems. And they're starting to maybe switch their perspective a little bit. As long as they, as long as they do for a while. You know, as long as it continues, because I think people will slip back to the same old bad behaviours. Will become impatient again. Will become. You know, I just I just went to the shops, and you know, we're all standing two meters away from each other. We're queuing to go one person at a time into a shop. I mean, imagine that. Imagine that as just an experience, not barging through people, trying to get out as quick as you can, not acknowledging people, not saying hello to them, not being kind. You know, all the all these things are are things that we're being reminded that you know this is a time to say hello and be kind and yeah and buy buy somebody you know who needs it more than you something and I, I i would i would just encourage them you know this is this is your time and you have to be realistically optimistic it's not oh everything's going to be okay mate nah don't worry it's all be fine that that's that's unhelpful realistically optimistic means you know what I know it's difficult. I know there's problems. They're real. They're not. They're not fake news. They're real problems. Yeah, affecting every single one of us. But, or and, we also have an opportunity to use this to come out of this, in a in a in a better place. It's about sharpening your axe now. You know, I can't remember who said it. If you if you had ten hours to chop it down a tree, spend two hours sharpening your axe. You know, you're in that you're in that period now where you can sharpen your axe. You can you can get yourself ready, especially if you're going to go into work. You can be work ready. You can spend yeah. that time finding people. You know, go go on to my um, any of my LinkedIn pages and see the people that work for me. Reach out to them. You know, talk to them because I'll tell you what it's like. Um, you know, we're all we're very open. There's a there's a book on on the um, on the website Inc hyphenglobal.com where it shows our culture shows all the things that we did last year it's nearly a 200 page book of just amazing adventures you know, th oh, cool. this is the sort of stuff that you know just go and talk to recruiters they're still they might they might have a hiring freeze but you know what when that freeze um is over the people who reach out and talk to them and just say look here's my resume here's what i'm doing here's what i love to do who they're going to call first yeah, the people that still reached out during the, during the rough time, yeah. This, this is a time for them to really show that they are impressive. Right. Not just a statistic. Um, yeah. There's, there's a brilliant chapter in the book about the interview. And the interview goes a bit like this. You go, hey, uh, Nick, um, 
yeah, I, I went to school here and I studied this and I was in the uh, lacrosse team and I and I majored in in economics and uh, yeah, I love to travel and, I, and uh, yeah, I, I've got lots of friends and I studied business and I did this and I did that and um, yeah, people really like me and I'm I'm really good and you know and I really want to work for your company and I go great. <laughs> now, what's the what what's the right way to do that interview? The right way to do the interview is this. Listen, Nick, I know that um, you're looking to hire people like me. I'll be the first one in, I'll be the last one out. I work harder than anybody else. If you set me a target, I'll beat it. And if you put it up, I won't grumble. I'll be the person in your organisation that people come to to ask for help and I'll be glad to give it. You know, I've got an education, everyone's got an education. You know, I, I like sports like everybody else does. What I care about is delivering on the message for this business. Yep. Okay, I'll start tomorrow. I mean, it's, it's, it's so simple. I've done a thousand interviews over the last 30 years. No one's ever, ever come in and told me, I've got a problem that you need to fix. Here's, I am your solution. Yeah. If, if anybody <laughs> listening to this doesn't write that script down and take it into the next job interview, they're crazy. That's so powerful. You'll get hired tomorrow. You get hired the same day. They won't even ask you to come back for a second interview. They say, I want you. That is probably, that's definitely the most um, valuable thing from this uh, podcast episode, but that might be the most uh, powerful thing of all the episodes combined because I know a lot of people are looking for that skill and that ability to go in, walk into a room with, a, with, a, with someone who's, who potentially could be hiring them and make it a, a, an impression that's real. And I think the one, the one thing that is the shift there, so like the, the, the difference between the two is just fo focusing on yourself versus providing value to the company. That was pretty much the only thing that differentiated those two, those two examples, right? S selling is not about what I've got. Right. It's what I've got that can help you. And if it can't help you, then it's no good to you. It doesn't matter how good it is or cheap it is or what price it is. My, my, I have to provide solutions to your problems. So, and, and employees are a, prob a solution to my problem. If they don't come in and help and tell me how they're going to help me make my business better, they're not, they're not, they're just, a, they just become an expense. They don't become yeah. an asset. Remember in business, you have assets and you have liabilities. Your people are your assets, right? But they're also your liabilities. And if they, if they cost you more than they bring you, then they're no good. They're no good to the business. And, yeah. and during that time, I'm really finding out a lot about my employees and how committed they are to the cause, the things they're doing for their clients, the work they're putting in, even though they're working from home. And, you know, I've been, I don't know what the word is, overwhelmed with the, the love and support they've, they've thrown on the business. I, I, I've, <clears throat> from day one, I, went, I reached out to a lot of the people I know and every Tuesday and Thursday, I bring in a different speaker and we have a Zoom call with everybody in their bedrooms and these speakers are talking to them about multitude of topics and that's kept them engaged. And if you look on my LinkedIn, you'll see the, the gratitude and the outpouring from all the team you know, who, are, who, who appreciate what we do as a business for them and, and what we do as a business full stop. And when this passes, which it will, um, I think they're going to come back even more charged and determined than they were before. Yeah, the fact that they have that energy in this during this time just shows the potential when this when this dynamic isn't here. Um, and you talked briefly about the value and what you can add to a company, and I think that that's a good transition to talk about no f and sales. Like, and some of the things that I heard you speak on before talking to you face to face here. One of the things that I, I enjoyed about your take on sales was that it was more of a laid back, like let it happen type of approach where you, you kind of brought like the, the example with the interview, right? It's almost the same concept as like how to properly sell something. And so like, would you say that it's almost like, um, overthinking the sale when you're selling something, if you, if you don't just like, Hey, I have this thing that can help you. And then, and then just demonstrate how it can help them. And then if they want it, they can take it. Like, would you say that's pretty much like what a sale is? 
to me that is a, that, that's the definition of a sale it's the greatest sale you're ever going to make and if you can't do that basic sale well how are you going to sell a product you don't love and care and you know are are excited about going to market with if i can't sell me i can't sell my product if i can't sell my product i can't be a salesman and not everybody can be a salesman some people you know a great customer service people some people are great at designing things at creating things at being creative you've got to find out what your passion is you know some of my best salespeople are introverts they're not extroverts they don't say very much they just get on with it they're very very um they're like stealth like they <laughs> they just they just they just do it they just get on with it and all of a sudden you'll see them get up and ring the bell and you say you haven't picked up the phone yet because oh, i've just done a big deal and and it's <laughs> It's wonderful because, you know, what we thought was the classic salesperson, which was the guy who was loud and brash and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not salespeople. They just show their their performers, you know, their their show-offs. They're they're showing off how good and clever they are. Most of the stuff that goes on, no one hears about. Yeah. Most of the good stuff, they don't don't see. I mean, I, I, I went into our friend, Mr. Cardone's, offices and they try to sell me something and i kept saying to them look I'll, i can list the 15 different closes you, you've tried on me i said you missed this one this one and this one i said but let me just tell you something before you try them i'm not going to buy anything because i don't want to buy anything today i didn't come here to buy i came here to understand what you did mm-hmm. and the next thing it's like yellow flag and i went that's american football i said i'm not american <laughs> try yellow card you know let, let's let's make it real <laughs> Yellow, yellow flags. Oh my god, that's funny. This is this is you know you need to understand who you're selling to. <laughs> if you'd probably not try to sell to me, I probably would have bought it. But the fact yeah. that he, he was trying so hard to sell it, I was trying. I wasn't trying. I was resisting because it was easy for me to resist because I could see what's going on. I'll give you a very good example of this. So last week, um, this guy links into me and he, and he says um i saw you funny enough same as you i saw you on the bradley interview and i want to talk to you about um firing people no people asking for pay rises and i went okay he goes I, w- I will share with you my document that i use when people ask me for pay rises and i think it'll be very useful for you and i went all right whatever can we have a five minute phone call anyway that five minute phone call where he didn't try and sell me anything he was just sharing some of his stories anecdotally talking about me and he and I said to him, I just stopped him. I said, "Look, I know you're not trying to sell anything, but I want to buy from you. I do <laughs> really buy from you. If you just sell, I will buy it because I just right. love you. I love the way. No, 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 that's not what I'm here to do. I said, of course you're here to do it. I said, but you did it in such a lovely way that it didn't upset me, and you didn't. You understood the situation. You were sympathetic. You offered value to me before. You became I, your friend. We just got there, and I said to him, "Okay, look, do me a favor." Would you read my book? And he went out that day and he and he um and he bought the book and by by I don't know four o'clock that day he said I got an email back, your book is effing amazing. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> and uh, and he goes, by ten o'clock tomorrow morning there'll be a post there'll be a, a, a post on Amazon and on, on the website. And and he was there and he did it. And it was like he goes everything in your book is is bang on for if you want you know it doesn't matter what age people are where they are in their career it's got tips and tricks that will help them deal with whatever they're going through right now yeah you know i've been through every i've been, I've been through every dark period really going bankrupt not going bankrupt depression success failure highs lows and i've documented it all so i, w- I would encourage you to you know to read it because it started at me as a 17 year old so you know there are there are moments there where what i did when i was a lot younger as well that's awesome that's awesome where can um where can the people find this book it's it's available on amazon.com um hopefully you'll have the audible version done over this this period as well okay okay the um but but it's it's written I guess like for people like me, it's written in, in a way that's easy to read. It, you know, people, have, more than 
a dozen people have said to me they picked it up and they couldn't put it down. <coughs> it is, it is, it is, you know, it's a, it's a conversation just like this is, it's just a unscripted conversation of me starting out as a spotty 17 year old up until yeah. my, my 50th birthday. Where I went, okay. Um, when I went a bit wild. So, and, and the journey <laughs> in between and, uh, and everything that I got up to as, as a salesman. When you went a little bit wild, was that when you turned 50? Yeah. <laughs> I just celebrated. I celebrated being 50. That's and good. I, and I took, you know, one, two, three of the guys on the plane were people I met at my first job. We, we started our work careers together. So there, there's a really good example of, you know, the people that you meet in your first job are the ones that are going to come back, especially the driven ones. I'll give you another example because this is really important. You know, people talk about millennials today or Gen Xers. Oh, they're lazy. You're not lazy. You work bloody hard. I see you out there grinding all the time. So it's a real generalization. I work really hard, but I had loads of friends who were dopeheads. I had loads of friends who couldn't be asked. You know, so I don't think it's anything to do with a generation. Nothing's changed. I did a talk last week. My, my son at 18 had a uh bmw an iphone and a sonar system at 18 i had a bmw i had a motorola brick which was like this great big thing which was the phone and i had a stack system from the hi-fi shop we both wanted the same things even though it was a you know 35 40 years later so i don't think much has changed other than the brand names other than the design i think if people out there like you who are driven and determined you do absolutely fine and yeah. you know, there's going to be people who are not, who are just going to be lazy. They're going to be lazy. It doesn't really matter. Hopefully you're inspiring more people not to be lazy, to get off their backside and do some, do some powerful things because that's what the yeah. world needs. It needs leaders. It needs, and, and you don't need a title to lead. You just need to have a drive and a passion. Yeah. You just need to be, I think you just need to be a good person first. You know, people, because people, more people want to be, want to be good people when, someone who's a good person sets an example i think people that i people that i see like for example right now like you you have something where you have a conversation like this and it and you can tell that you're just having a conversation you enjoy having the conversation and it's kind of that's it right and then so that transfers to me because now i i'm like oh i want to be more like him right because he, he seems like he's enjoying himself you know and, do, and he likes what he's doing right and so like i think um setting an example is very powerful you know and and so one thing about the book that i that i wanted to ask you what is like if there's one thing that is like the premise of the book i know i know it's about sales but like the like what is the main premise of the book like if you were to say there's one thing that it that it touches on as like the main point is that would you say there is one or is it more of a grand scheme of Simon's sales Simon, experience. Simonisms. No, it, it, <laughs> there's obviously a lot of things about sales, but it's it's about being a good person and understanding what being a good person is about. You know, that you put the needs yeah. of others ahead of you. You give more than you take. You um, you understand why language is important. You understand why um, why how do I take this? you understand that it's okay not to be okay. You know, that's, that's probably right. one, of the, one of my favorite chapters, you know, because most of the time when we're not feeling okay, people are going, well, why? What do, there's nothing wrong with it. It's okay. That's how you feel. Love it, embrace it, live with it, move on. Don't stay there too long, but it's all right to be in that place where it is uncomfortable because that's where the growth is, that's where the growth is going to happen. When you are not quite enjoying it and you don't understand why, it's all right. You know, yeah. people, well, what advice would you give people? And I say, the best bit of advice I can give anybody is do things to others, do things for others. Don't do unto others what, what you wouldn't want done to yourself. And just generally go out there and help as many people as you can. Help first. If whatever you want to do, whatever you want to achieve out of life, help enough people achieve what they want to get out of life. And that yeah. is the secret to success. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. I mean, there's a, there's a whole 
chunk of time where I, I didn't make any money. Oh, I did make money, but I kept losing it. I kept winning it and losing it. Yeah. The minute I stopped um, worrying about the money and focusing on the money and actually focused on the people and the people that I work with, my income went through the roof. Mm. I, I couldn't, no matter how hard I worked, I felt pleasure in it. You know what the point that you just made then, and, and it and it and it triggered something in my head was. I've forgotten it now. It, it triggered something which was really interesting. And <laughs> my mind's gone completely blank. Um, You're gonna find it. It'll it'll come back in a second. But it but it but it was really it was it it was a point about. Um, carry on. It'll it'll come back to me in a second. But it, All right, because it, it it's weird. The same thing literally just happened to me while you were saying something that happened to you. Um, I was going to say, and you, you keep thinking, I, I want to hear what it was, but you talked about language. And so some people might think, pick up on that and think like, Oh, different languages. Are you referring to language as in the words that come out of your mouth as, as, as a result of your thoughts? No, no. And I remember what it is now. So I'm going to come back to that. Language is important. Don't say trying. Don't say can't, won't, chance. Right. Yep. You know, hope. <laughs> you know, they're they're all limiting words, and limiting words and limiting beliefs hold you back. You know, try and I'm gonna try and do this. You can't try and do anything. You can either do no, it. No, you're no, you're gonna do it. You're yeah. gonna do it. Just do it. So, so coming back to the point of um, the, the, the the that I lost for a minute, but I got it back. <laughs> um, what would you do if you weren't getting paid to do it? That was the best question mm. someone asked me. And I said, well, if I, if I wasn't getting paid to do what I do, I'd want to work with kids, help them develop them, coach them, mentor them and bring them up. And he goes, guess what? That's what you do for a living. And I went, oh, yeah. And I'm getting paid to do it very handsomely. So if you end up doing the things that you do that you wouldn't get paid to do it, you'd end up getting paid quite a lot to do that. Wow. Yeah. That's a really powerful message. That's very powerful. Yeah, I, that's something. Wow, that's like a very simplified way of like reevaluating what you're doing and like, um, well, that's powerful, huh? That's like, that's that's like, that could be life changing for some people. Just to think, like, you're doing a lot of that yourself. You know, you you the messages that you're delivering to people. You know, you're not getting paid to do this enough now, but if you keep doing this and you keep becoming a um, a guide for the people listening to you, then you'll become really powerful at it. And you, you know, you're yeah. reaching out to um, to people. I don't know if everybody responds, but I, I genuinely, this is very much my core of of my belief and my being is helping yeah. people who are younger or you know who who need help and giving yeah. it to them as much as I possibly can. So I, I, yeah. I appreciate the, the conversation. Yeah. I really appreciate you as well. And I appreciate the, um, the uh, I guess the under the, the basic intention of wanting to help other people because it clearly it's helped you in business. Um, and I think that just having that mentality um, and, and wanting to help other people first will get people what they actually would like to get out of life <laughs> you know and no, no matter where they are in the world because you know the, the 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 internet is borderless you know if they want to come and work for us in miami go to the join us page at inc-global.com we're always looking for new talent we're still looking during this period you know we have a lot we have a lot of ambitious plans and we want to grow and we're both we're in london and we're in singapore as well so and, and, and me and my team will share this podcast when it comes out. So, you know, it's, you know your voice is going to go all the way around the world. Awesome. Simon, I really appreciate you. Um, thank you again for coming on. I think that your energy is great. And uh, it's just like this conversation has just been like a good, a good uh, break from everything else that, that has been going on. So I think that people will really enjoy this, this episode. So 